Do you struggle with creating products that just don't sell? Oh my God. Are you feeling tired of being stuck in that cycle of failed product launches? Well, in this episode, we're going to explore that number one reason why JVZoo products fail and how you can avoid that common mistake. I mean, first, we're going to talk about the importance of solving a problem. Then we're going to delve into power of market research and testing. And finally, we're going to give you this third key that's going to revolutionize the way that you approach product creation and product launch. So you, my friends, do not want to miss this game-changing episode. Listen in and learn how to avoid the common mistakes that make those JVZoo products fail so that you can take the actionable steps to launching successful products that solve real problems for your target market. You ready to learn how? Stay tuned and find out now. Being an entrepreneur sounds like, yes, another new client, I did it. But it can also sound like, I am really not understanding this technology and I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Am I even cut out for this? That's why I started the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast to help infopreneurs, coaches, and course creators who want to build a business online but are battling technology, overwhelm, procrastination, and even imposter syndrome. Think successfully, think differently, think bigger, and take action by learning tips from an array of business owners, all dropping knowledge on the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my dark horse friends and family? Welcome back to another episode of JV Zoo Product Launch Learning. I'm your dark horse host, Tracy Brinkman. All right. So as I mentioned earlier, do you have a great product idea that you are just struggling to sell? Are you wondering why some of the products out there aren't gaining any traction? On JVZoo. Well, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast episode, we're going to reveal that number one reason why JVZoo products fail and how you can avoid making that same mistake. All right. So let's get to discussing why some JVZoo products fail, despite following all the advice to create products that solve problems. Many marketers make the same mistake every single time of picking out a problem and finding a way to solve it without considering if others have the same problem, and here's the magic piece, are willing to pay for it. If you go to the JVZoo right now and scan all the products, you can go to the JVZoo marketplace and over on the right-hand side, it'll tell you how many products have sold. Now, in some cases, they give you generality to say, you know, less than 10, 50, or give you ranges. Sometimes they give you exact numbers. You'll see a common thread amongst all the ones that say sold 10 copies or less on JVZoo and Warrior Forum. The reason all of these products have sold so few copies is because they do not solve a problem. And here's the other piece of that, right? It's actually twofold, right? They don't solve a problem that the buyer is willing to pay for, right? So why are they gonna spend money on it? They, I don't have that problem. I don't need it solved. Here's the thing, it's crucial to sell solutions to problems that customers not only have, but are willing to pay for. Hey, I need my lawn mowed. Yeah, I'm not really pay willing to pay for that. I can go out and mow my own lawn. I don't have that value in there. I'm gonna go right in there and I'm gonna solve that problem myself. Now, if you wanna go in there and tell me how to cut down that big ass dead tree in my backyard, well, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> 
I don't have the skill set for that. And that's a problem. I got this big old dead tree out here and I need it down. That is a problem I'm willing to pay for. So here's the thing. Let's get back into our digital marketing realm for a moment, shall we? Here's what I want you to put on your imagination cap. Imagine that you have spent the past three, six, nine, 12, 18 months working on your product. You have diligently made sure all the value is needed in that product is stuffed in there, right? You've created videos, you've created the PDFs, you've created the landing page, you've created the lead magnet, and you're finally ready to launch. And you, my friend, are confident that it solves a problem that many people have. But after weeks of promotion, yeah, you've only sold a handful of copies, if any at all. And you're sitting there going, why in the hell isn't this working? What went wrong? Okay. And th the answer to that is, is the one I just gave you. You have created a product that solves a problem most people don't have. Or if they have it, they're not willing to pay for it. So let me give you some actionable tips to solve this issue right out of the gate. Number one, you need to do your market research. One of the most crucial steps that you'll take before ever writing that first word in creating that product is to research your market and identify their pain points. Ouch. Yeah. If they don't have a pain point, why are you creating a product that solves a pain point they don't have? You're going to conduct some surveys, engage with your audience on social media, and pay attention to what your competitors are offering. Yeah. So let's talk about the surveys for a moment. Surveys are a commonly used tool for engaging in market research. You can create a quick online survey using something like, I don't know, SurveyMonkey, Google Forms, JotForm, and you distribute it to those in your target audience. Ladies and gentlemen, let me make sure I repeat that to you. Distribute the survey to those in your target market via email, via social media, any of the channels you have open to you. Now, surveys can help you gather all that valuable insight into your audience's preferences, into their pain points, into their behaviors, and so much more. Make sure, now, listen up, huh? Right, put your ears on. Well, I don't care what you're doing right now. When you're washing dishes, you're driving down the road, I want you to come back to me for a quick second here. Make sure you ask relevant questions and keep the survey short and simple to encourage participation. If they go in there and see, good God, this thing's got 47 questions, and all the questions may be relevant to you, keep it short, right? Five, seven, ten. You go past ten, you're going to start losing them really fast. Maybe as you go into it, you tell them how long it's going to take them. Say, hey, if you could answer these quick ten questions, it'll probably take you three minutes two minutes, whatever it is, and do it yourself a couple of times. Have someone in your household do it a couple of times so that you get a good firm gauge of how long it's going to take. Now, another option you have to you for doing your market research is focus groups, right? Focus groups, what are those? Just, you bring some, a small group of, of people together that are your target audience. Again, very important, has to be your target audience to discuss a specific topic or a specific product. Right. Now, this method allows you to get more in-depth and to get more insights and some very valuable feedback for your audience that maybe you didn't even think of asking questions about. I used to do this when I worked for a company called Frontgate. We would bring in some of our best customers 
for a whole week, give them the big dog and pony show, show them around the offices and around the warehouse, and then bring them into our product research department and sit them down and just brainstorm with them. Ask them, what products do we not offer that you're like, why? if you guys offer this, I would buy 10 of them, right? No, I'm exaggerating a little bit there. But here it is, our very customer base is telling us, here's what I want you to produce. We would be stupid not just to go out there and produce it. And we weren't stupid. And we did every single time. And a lot of them became very successful items. A couple of them sold okay. Here's the key thing. None of them were complete bombs. Some of them didn't perform as well as we would have liked, but none of them were bombs. You can conduct these focus groups in person. Online, you can use Zoom or Skype to facilitate the discussion, right? It's a digital world, right? You can get people from all over the world. But the focus groups, done the way we did them back in the day, can be expensive. So you want to make sure to plan and structure them carefully to get the most out of your investment. Now, mind you, if you do them digitally, you can put people together pretty inexpensively. But you might want to invest a couple of dollars in, I don't know, an ethical bribe to bring them to the table to pick their brain, so to speak, okay? And on the test the market part, you know, before launching your product, you're definitely going to test the market by offering some free or low cost version of your ultimate solution. This way you can gauge the interest and receive some feedback from prospective buyers and potential buyers. And to give you a couple of examples here of how to test the market, again, surveys. Conduct surveys, right? It's another great way to test the market and gather that feedback from those potential customers again. They can be done online. Heck, these things can be even be done in person. Let's say you're doing some podcast solution and you go to a podcast convention. You can go around and survey people live while you're there. Okay, again, this can help gauge that interest in a new product, in a new service, and identify potential areas of improvement for what it is you think you're going to be offering. And as I mentioned before, you can do them email, social, social media, and you know, I don't need to repeat myself on that one. Now let's talk about another one here. Let's talk about an MVP, not a most valuable player, because that'd be you, right? We're talking about a minimum viable product. Yeah. An MPV is a simplified version of a product or service that is going to be created, but you're going to create it with the minimum amount of features necessary to test the market. The idea behind an MVP is it's quick to launch, right? You can get it out there, this product or service, you can get it out there fast to a small group of customers, engage interest and gather feedback. This can be done, maybe it's called beta testing. Yeah, there's another word for it. Or by launching a limited version of the product to the first hundred customers, whatever you want to call it, this small group of prospects and customers, this feedback you can then use to refine the product or the service that you're launching before you do the big, awesome launch that's going on. And another way to look at this is, well, this is not another way, this is another method, is a soft launch. Here's another way to test the market is create yourself a soft launch. Now, what this is, this release is, let's call it a limited version of the product to the small group of folks and gathering that feedback to see how well it's being received, right? Before you go out to that wider audience out there. This can help you identify any issues, areas of improvement, or missing features before you invest all of your resources 
into a full-blown product and a full-blown launch, all right? So there's a couple of ideas for you to avoid some of the JVZoo issues. You see, I think the number one reason most of the JVZoo products fail is they don't solve a problem that buyers need solving. And if it's a, if they solve a problem that the buyers need solving, they don't solve a problem the buyer is willing to pay to have solved. So to avoid making these mistakes, as I mentioned earlier, right, we're going to wrap this up here, conduct a thorough market research and test the market before doing that full-blown launch of your product. Remember, you want to sell solutions to problems that customers are willing to pay to solve. Okay, so don't miss out on those valuable tips by reaching out to your audience, by doing a soft launch, by creating an MVP, by doing those surveys, by having focus groups. Gather all this great information before you invest in your full-on launch. And if you'd like some more tips, maybe it's a physical product. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back to and listen to episode 404. And if you're listening on a platform that doesn't show the episode numbers, the title of it is a physical product right for your business. This can help you learn more about creating successful products for your business, whether you're looking at just the digital ones or the physical ones as well. All right. Hopefully you got some value out of that. Please don't miss out on the valuable tips that we share on each and every episode of this show. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Give us a like, drop us five stars, give us a review. I definitely appreciate you doing so. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.